Welcome to the Beyond the Massacre podcast with Cam Lee. I'm your host, Pete Sludge Monster 76. Get ready to hear the untold story of the history of death metal. The truth they don't want you to know, the version they don't want you to hear, from the man himself, Cam Lee. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beyond the Massacre podcast. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Beyond the Massacre podcast. This episode, we've got a first. We've actually got someone that's got their own independent record label, which is pretty fucking cool. And the label is Deuce de Mortis Records. And we have Robert Darling with us, who also happens to be a friend of Cam. So we are here to support the people that support us. So, Robert, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, dude, no problem. So, hey, look, before we talk about the record company and stuff, why don't you tell us, how did you get into metal, man? How did you get into death metal specifically? What was what was your gateway? Okay. My gateway for death metal is going to be Carcass in 1988, 89. So, cool. Um, I'm a little younger than Cam, not much, I'm 48. So, uh, I mean, obviously, metal was Black Sabbath back when I was like 12 or 10 or whatever the hell it was, but Slayer and all that. But death metal was definitely Carcass. And my first show, I was 15 and I saw Deicide Cancer and Demolition Hammer at uh, First Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wow. That's and just had John from Cancer. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was it was a great show. Uh, Demolition Hammer was, was brutal. Or after this one. Yeah, it'll, it'll, John, John will drop in there somewhere. But yeah, dude, that's dude, that's an awesome... Dude, that's a pretty impressive first fucking show, man. <laughs> it was fucking great. Besides, there's like 10 skinheads, but they got removed by the bouncers. They were, they were pretty rough, but it, it is what it is. It was, you know, a long time ago. So Yeah. That's I, how the early shows always were, though, wasn't it? The, yeah, the skinheads yeah. always seemed to show up? Yeah, they wanted to just kick some ass and, you know, but... It never takes a group of people to kick ass, in my opinion. No, <laughs> no, no. Of, of course not, man. <laughs> He's supposed to I do remember, that alone. I, I kind of remember that's how it was in the early Tampa scene, though. They they seemed to kind of show up, hang out in their little group, kind of yeah. like you know, be in their little. Oh, I mean, it was hard though. Like in Tampa, like when our first shows, like some of our shows. I mean, we were always put with punk bands. So we were put with DRI or we were put with uh, like Massacre opening for DRI or Massacre opening for Agnostic Front. So you'd have the skinheads there regardless because they were there for the punk bands. But then, yeah, you know, so I kind of remember that. But it's it definitely dwindled out about about 92, about 1992. I think I think the kind of skinhead thing dwindled out from coming to, to at least down here. It's it here, too. It was that was really the only show where they were, there was only like probably a hundred people there. If that at first Avenue, which is a decent sized venue, you, you should all know first Avenue in Minneapolis yeah. is. Of, and, of course. And, well, yeah, fucking a, but you know, uh, I seen, I don't know. I've seen a lot of shows there. I don't know how many yeah, from my youth, 15 to 25, I suppose. I seen everything from, you know, I did not see massacre though. So, that's uh, one show I did miss. Yeah, I know. I think we only made. I think we only made it there in '91. One one yeah. show in 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 that area was in '91 on that first tour with uh, Morgoth and uh, Demolition Hammer, and uh, 
Oh, no shit. Oh, no, Grave. It was Grave. It was Grave, right? It was Grave in the States, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Grave in the States. I'm sorry. So I'm old, too. God damn it. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It sucks I missed it, though, but I did. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Well, so, okay, so you, you started with all that. What, uh, dude, what would possess you in today's day and age to start your own freaking label? And not just that, but to, to do cassettes, man. I mean, you know, me and Cam are, <laughs> me and Cam are a firm supporter of cassettes. Uh, I mean, I love the yep. format. I think it you couldn't be more underground and old school uh, by doing cassettes. And, I mean, obviously, there's a huge demand for it again because, I mean, even major labels are doing cassettes. So uh, what possessed you to start doing that? Well, uh, it started with a friend of mine in Spain. His name is Mike Morabito and he's been in the scene since 1990 and he's a gore grind guy. So, uh, he came up with this idea that we do this label and we released three CDs, uh, Funebrae, the demos, Immortal Suffering, and then uh, a new band, uh, Futurification. Or Futridian, sorry, my bad. And uh, so it started with that, and then I wanted to do tapes. And the reason I wanted to do tapes is because I like the nostalgia of tapes. Of course, I grew up with tapes um, and CDs too, but tapes were like I went through two from beyonds on tapes, you know, in the in the car. And I sell my original Rain and Blood tape. Uh, it's all smashed and shit, but it's, I still have it. But uh, so that's how I came up with the tape thing. Um, they're not, I don't buy, you know, they're not, they're not very cheap to be made, but they're not very expensive either. So everyone's doing vinyl and, uh, I'm a small independent guy that just buys stuff. Uh, you know, finds a small bands that want to put some stuff out on a cassette, do a hundred, 150 maybe. And I just, that's just what I wanted to do. So that's what I've been trying to do and trying to push it. It's hard to push, you know, when, you got all these huge labels re-releasing everything on uh, colored vinyl and all this great stuff. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a physical guy. I buy all my stuff on physical uh, CDs, albums, and tapes. So I'm still a huge supporter of the scene. Um, I love the underground. I wish it was like it used to be, but of course things change. So um, digital format's great for when you're in your car or, you know, whatever, but. Yeah, we definitely not, talk uh, about we talk about how we wish we all wish it was the same. Um, yeah, yeah, totally, man. Yeah, yeah, there's so much about the scene that we wish is the same, but it's it's cool that some of us that were that were there at the beginning, uh, or you know, in the early days, can recall and remember that stuff, which is like you're bringing the you're bringing the nostalgia of the cassettes back, which Pete and I have talked about many times of doing uh, cassette releases, and I've talked to you about it. I'm going to probably do something with you with the massacre. Um, yeah. to, to bring that nostalgia back because I, I love the cassettes too. And I'm still kicking myself in the ass for selling my resurgence on cassette. <laughs> That's going to haunt yeah. you forever, man. Yeah. If yeah. I have if, cam, if I could find the one I got, yeah, I'm sure I got one from you. If I, uh, usually I get two of everything from you. If I could find them, I have to look through my cassettes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you one back, man. All right, that's that's great. Yeah, because I accidentally <laughs> sold mine. Sold because I I thought I thought I gave one to my wife, and she's like, "You never gave me a cassette." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> she's like, "No." And I went through her collection, and sure enough, she didn't have it. And I'm like, "Fuck!" I sold my la my copy, my copy of the cassette. I sold, 
And I think it was, I think I sold, believe it or not, I think I sold it to somebody overseas. And that's why I was like, oh, well, they're overseas and, you know, they're in some country they can't get it. I think it was like somebody in Asia or something that really wanted it. So I was like, okay, I got one. But uh, yeah, it was my last one. But anyways, back to you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to take it off of. No, off dude. It, it, look, that, that that was also relevant, man. That was also relevant. <laughs> yeah, totally relevant. <laughs> Robert, so do this. Why don't you tell our listeners? So what kind of stuff are you, what kind of stuff are you putting out? What, what bands have you, have you released up to this point? Well, okay. So, um, the Impetigo stuff I got from Mark. So that's not on my label, but I bought a hundred cassettes from Mark himself. And, um, so that's how I have those. And then, but I've released eternal rock cadaverin and that's directly, I, I speak with the band. Um, I'm actually pretty good friends with Pavel. Um, uh, for about five years now, four or five years, I've been pretty good friends with him. Um, you know, just obviously I can't come to England every, so all the time. So it's just mainly on like Facebook. We talk and they're from Poland. If you don't know who they are. And, um, and then I just released Cropsy Maniac further than fear. And, um, it's where I'm sitting with the cassettes. I have some more plans coming, but, uh, like I said, I'm independent. I pay for it all pretty much myself. So, and I just, I'm an instrument tech, so I just work a normal job like everybody else. And it's, it's just a passion of mine. I love music. I love art. And uh, music is art to me. So that's why I love it so much. Didn't you just do the Cropsy? You got the Cropsy Maniac, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Further Than Fear, Cropsy Maniac. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That one I just did. Yeah. Um, with Aaron. I, I, I teamed up with Aaron on that one. And Aaron Witzel. And we decided I got, I got, I got a limited amount of shirts. I got uh, 20 shirts I had made for that. Um, I haven't even posted them yet because I've been working so much, but uh, I do have 20 shirts of that further than fear. And I got them double XL and XL. So <laughs> men can wear them. So yeah, you should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're really not, small. You should give the um, website. Uh, so, so people yeah. know where to go ahead yeah. and order. Yeah. Well, where, where, oh, where should yeah. people be going, man? The, the only thing I have, Big Cartel right now, I have the Divis de Mortis USA. And that's on the Big Cartel. Um, I still haven't had my professional website done yet. I had a buddy working on it, so I don't know where he's at on that. And then uh, I put some on eBay for the new tapes. But other than that, the only plug I got is the, you know, the Big Cartel site. And that's Divis de Mortis USA. Uh, put that in. It's on my link for Facebook. If you go on Facebook on there, it'll be on there. And uh, it's harder to get up on Instagram for some reason, but for me. Yeah, Instagram's kind of hard to put any kind of link um, because it doesn't, it doesn't like it preserve the link. It won't allow like, you to put it. It won't allow you to, to put a direct link on there. I mean, so you yeah. can, you can ah, write it. Okay. See, so you can write the link there, but the problem is people can't even copy the link off Instagram. You know what I mean? So it's right. not, yep. it, it's not like you can even copy it off there. So someone has to actually want it enough to go and write physically, take a piece of paper and pen, write down the link yeah. and, <laughs> and then type it in there. And in today's society of, you know, digital no freaks, no yeah. one's that people just don't want it's sad. You know, I mean, if there was something I saw, like if I saw, you know, holy shit, look, there's Impetigo on tape. I will, I'm the kind of person that would write it down. However, there are probably very few of me. 
Yeah, there's I, you got to believe it or not, Pete. I've actually had people write me because I put this stuff also on Instagram as well. And they're like, uh, can you send me a private message with the link? Because I can't copy it. I'm like, dude, look at the thing. And type. Dude, is, is it really that hard? Wow. I can't believe. I mean. Maybe these kids today just don't know how to write. I don't know. They, all they can do is copy and paste. It's like, fuck, dude, type. You know how to type, man? Shit. I don't dude, know, man. It's, it's, it's like the meme of, you know, if you wanted to, you know, send a secret code, you could just write something in cursive and, you know, freaking. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, no shit on that. You know, That's for sure. Half the, yeah. uh, everyone under 30 would just be lost and be like, what is it? What, what are those letters there? I do not understand what this is yeah unbelievably my mom my mom when my mom was still around she she was uh, trying to talk to this nurse and she, the nurse uh was like uh holding something up for my mom to sign and uh it was like you know a pad like an I ipad or something and my mom's like can i just use a piece of paper and a pen and the <laughs> nurse the nurse was like um you can sign your name on a pen with a pen and my mom was like, yeah, that's how we did it back in the day. You know? Yeah. So for so official stuff with like having to do with the army and stuff, you can't physically what we call a wet signature. You can't actually sign a piece of paper with a signature. It has to be a digital signature. It doesn't matter what it is. If you just like, you know, if the, if the guy that's out there changing the light bulbs on the airfield shows up and, you know, hands you, you know, you have to sign for it to show, hey, dude changed out two light bulbs. It's all done digitally. There is no physical papers anymore as far as the wow. government's concerned yeah it, oh, I, that, it, it doesn't exist what the, yeah that's probably what the hospitals here are like too then i would imagine because i think i if i if i recall you know because i've been in hospitals a lot lately you know since i know when my mom was sick and before she passed away that i do think you're right i think everybody has some kind of like little little pad like there's no paper anymore like you know like we were trying to go in and see what my mom's uh like you know read out her um you know, you used to be able to go and grab the, the the pad off the end of the bed. Oh, it's all digital now. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, exist. it's all digital, man. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. Hey, Robert, so if you had if you had a wish list or if you had a wish list of bands you could put out that you're just like, I, what bands are you looking at? Oh, man. I, I mean, a wish list like anybody? Well, no, uh, let, let, let's be let's be somewhat realistic. You know, I mean, obviously. Yeah, okay, realistic. <laughs> all right. Okay. Re realistic. Um I would like to do, uh, I, I wanted to do some of the master stuff with Cam. Right. Um, Cam, like I said, Cam is, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how this, we're friends. So I, it's I don't good, know. It's all good, man. We're not, we're not hiding yeah, that. I promise you. We're good. It's fucking weird. No, it's, it's so surreal. Um, <laughs> realistically do the master shit. And then like, uh, I was going to do another Cropsy, but we got to see how this one goes and see how it is in Aaron and everything. Um, Eternal Rocks, I wanted to do the rest of their their stuff. Uh, the Funeral Bray's already been done on tape, so that's why I didn't do that on tape. Um, so I'm trying to stay away. Um, I was talking to, uh, uh, how do you say it, Brumlin in Australia, and I think that's how you say their name. And uh, sorry if I butchered it. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't know how to say it. But uh, we, we got 
my friend in Spain was talking with them, and then they just wanted all like big vinyl. But some of that stuff, some more, you know, I don't know, underground man. I bands that don't get the publicity that they deserve and don't get the recognition they deserve. Right. Um, you know, because uh, we all know the big bands and we all know what they get and everything. But there's more. I just, I'm looking at my stuff right now trying to look through <laughs> you're it. But you're good, man. You're thousands, good. I, I'm looking at thousands of CDs, so I'm just trying to see <laughs> it. Hey, so... Uh, Obviously, look, it, it, it's an underground kind of thing. And obviously no one, no one plans, you know, no, no one plans on getting rich off all this stuff. You know what I mean? And oh, it's absolutely not. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a passion, you know, I mean, it's something you do out of love, correct? Because I mean, obviously, look, we all have day jobs and you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we, we try to give back. We try to do something back in the scene because that's the way it used to be. Yes. That, that's why I'm doing it. And, um, it's, I just, it's harder to reach everybody because everybody's just buying digital. And I, to me, that's really sad. Um, like I said, there's a place for digital, of course, but it's, it's just sad to me that people don't want the artwork. Like, you know, when you open up that gatefold LP, like the first press, like, uh, you know, I'm nostalgic, of course. So I have, you know, Floyd and all this kind of stuff, all first press stuff. And, uh, you open it up and put it on, you hear the, and the vinyl plays and that's completely different than listening to a digital version of anything and the reason i use pink floyd is because obviously it's one of the biggest bands but they have so many different variations on each pressing and then you take the remaster and it's just it, it's just bland and sounds like a song on the radio instead of how like a quadraphonic how it, you know goes at certain you know everything yeah it, so, it, it was it was like that in the scene in the old days too because i mean how many different versions of mantis and massacre demos out there exist you know i mean it's it's absolutely ridiculous i mean you know oh dude band, yeah exactly <laughs> you know i mean think about that bands were literally recording demo after demo after demo after demo after demo and just putting them out and my thing is is you know what i really miss uh from cassettes and it it goes back to the demo days is i miss the handwritten covers you know i miss you know someone actually yep. sitting down and you know there was those, those yep. dude that was that was that was the <laughs> best that was the absolute yes. fucking best and those were the, those are the things a, that were special. I have an immolation like that. That uh, immolation is just drawn on the cover, and it's their demo. I have one of those, and I have a grave too that's the same way. So that's that's my holy grail, I guess, is would be the immolation demo. So yeah, and I, I mean, like that one a lot. and there's there's look, there's definitely a, there's definitely a scene for it. I mean, we saw that being out on the road this summer for massacre. I mean we sold out of the cassettes pretty quick early on in the tour and had people yeah. asking for cassettes. So, I mean, there is definitely, I mean, at least as far as Europe goes, I don't know in America, you know, Europe's always a little bit different than what's going on in the States, but at least as far as over here goes, you know, there's definitely a market for people wanting, uh, wanting cassettes again, because I mean, it's just whether it, whether it's become cool or whether it's just that sound or whatever, uh, there's definitely a market there these days. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead, Cam. No, I was gonna. I was gonna kind of reiterate on that as because uh, you know Peter talked about Europe. He was there for us in Europe. I recently did some of the shows in the states, and there definitely is a difference. Europe yes. definitely wants cassettes, and they want vinyl. 
but they do not want CDs. No, no one, no, no, no one uses CDs over here, man. That doesn't. No, have, no. Yeah. In the states, however, everybody wanted CDs. People looked at the vinyl, but they were kind of like, eh, eh, you know. And then um, I got asked a lot for seven inches in the states, which I, I didn't get that much in in Europe, but uh, yeah, but uh, definitely people wanted cassettes in the states. So it is picking up in the states, at least when we played like because um, we just played uh, in Wisconsin in Madison. There was a couple of people that said, you don't, you don't have anything on cassette? And I'm like, uh, sorry, man, I'm all sold out of cassettes. But yeah, so it's definitely, it varies depending on where you are, I think. It really does. But because the United States is so big, too, you get a little bit of different, what somebody might like in the Midwest might be something different that somebody likes down here. Put it to you this, this way, nobody in the South spends money on merch. So, um, unless it's shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah and, and you know the, the seven inch thing is actually dude that that's a real thing and the reason is is because i think in the states you had that hardcore punk influence a lot more in in probably on the scene where you had you know and even into the you know late and mid 90s you had a lot of hardcore bands seven inches were a big thing whereas in europe seven inches weren't such a big thing at that time it was still more cassettes you know because yeah. cassettes just proliferated everything because it was easier you know what i mean where as in america i think a lot of people still had those old school big ass fucking uh record players that you know people were listening to seven inches and stuff on so you know what i do notice something in, and this is both in europe and i almost mentioned it works on a regular you know phonograph people and it plays at speed 33 because people are people are really taken back by the 10 inch they're like they don't know what to think it's not quite it's bigger than a seven inch it's not quite as big as a regular 12 inch <laughs> something in between and they're they're confused by it so <laughs> yeah i did definitely had a, i definitely had a lot of confusion with the 10. i thought the 10 inch was so unique that it was going to be something that everybody wanted but yeah, I literally have so many copies still of Mythos because people people pick it up. You know how they'll pick it up. They'll come to the merch table. They'll look at it and then they'll go, what is it? And I'm like. And they're like. You know, this is not, you know, normally something normal. You know, they can't just walk into Walmart and see a 10 inch. They're, everything they walk into Walmart, it's a 12 inch. So. Yeah. People, Anyways, uh, that, that was my little that was my little uh, take on different audiences around the world. But, uh. <laughs> no, but dude, it's true, man. It's true, and people were confused by there only being four songs. You know, I mean, standing there yeah, at the merch yeah. table, people were like, "There's only four songs on this." I'm like, "Yep." I'm like, "Buy yeah, it." Give, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give, give me your money or walk the fuck away now. Let's go. Come on, move it along. Yeah, yeah. Move it along. Fuck, man. <laughs> so. Hey, Robert, look, once you get some more stuff coming out, we will always have you back on. And, you know, we are a firm supporter in the underground and, you know, helping people, you know, help themselves and, you know, get out there and, you know, tell people everything. So, look, we appreciate you being on uh, and, you know, we appreciate everything that you are doing to bring back an older style an old old school freaking you know format, format you know back so yeah. look we appreciate having you on it is awesome and uh you got anything anything else you want to say to our listeners before we well, uh b before we kick you out the door <laughs> oh well you know i i did finally see one band that i would like do it and that's Fulci, but they're covered so you can't get them done either so, <laughs> you know what i mean it's like like 
the bands, I really think they're great. So yeah, I, they're everywhere too, man. Now I've noticed that they're just yeah. like everywhere now. Yeah. Well, yeah. China put out a bunch of uh, released all their stuff too. So that that label out of China, I, I can't yeah. remember the name of the label. I have to look at it. It's right here, but whatever. But I appreciate you having me on. I, you know, it's cool. It's uh, and I love doing what I'm doing. I just wish that uh, money grew on trees sometimes, so it'd be easier. But you know wishes are wishes yeah exactly man exactly but you're putting your heart into it. you're putting your heart into it and that's what matters so yes, sir. as long as you don't look at it as like okay this is like something i want to uh make a major investment in and get you know famous and rich on as long as you i uh, know as long as you're happy with the with the product that you're putting out and you see that that's isn't as Big dollars, pretty much. Do now isn't going to be. It's. I'm not going to be row, row, row your boat. What I fan. So <laughs> I'm never going to be that. You know that at that established or that especially at my old age. But I I'm just happy when I see fans that are happy with the stuff that we put out. And we'll I'll constantly continue to put out. You know stuff that is underground. Like I'll work with you. Like we've talked about doing a cassette together. I'll continue yeah. to do you know seven inches and ten inches, even though people don't know what the fuck they are. And <laughs> I got them <laughs> picture disc and whatever I'll, I'll continue to do, you know, underground stuff because the underground is my it, it, it's where my roots are and I'll continue to do that. And that's why we have you on here because you're doing a, a total underground label, a do it yourself label. And that's something we've preached on this show a lot. Do it yourself. Yeah, I uh, yeah, you got to do some do it yourself. You know that, Cam, because yeah. you do the same thing. So. You gotta do it yourself. No, one, no one else is gonna help you, or whatever. I didn't mean it in a bad way. It's just yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, fuck. All right, man. Well, look, we appreciate you having on coming on, Robert. You were awesome, and I have a feeling we'll be hearing more from you and more about you in the future. So 